Welcome, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that in the name of Jesus, as you watch this broadcast, you are going to receive some revelation knowledge that will change your life forever. You know, that's what happened to me. Over 50 years ago, the first time I heard Kenneth Copeland preach, I received revelation knowledge, and my life has never been the same. And I'm praying that's exactly what's going to happen to you today. We're talking about the glory of God has no limits. I'm going to take you into a service that we conducted here at our church, Heritage Faith Christian Center, right here in Crowley, Texas. If you don't know where Crowley is, it's just a suburb on the south side of Fort Worth. So once again, if you're ever in our area, come and join us. We'd love to have you. We're talking about the glory of God. We're talking about the fact that it has no limits. And in this service, we're going to show you that God's plan is for the glory of God to be seen upon your life. Let me read this to you from Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And it also says, the glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, what is the glory of God? It is the manifested presence, manifested power, and manifested goodness of God. And God wants it seen upon you. Why? Because He wants your life to become an attraction, an attraction to Him. Listen to what Acts chapter 4 says, and I'm reading it from the message translation. It says that when the people saw the boldness of Peter and John, the message translation says they couldn't take their eyes off of them. That's what God wants to take place in your life, that the glory of God is so real, so radiant in your life that people can't take their eyes off you. They want what you have. So I'm going to show you how to get there as you watch this broadcast right now and watch this live service. So watch it, and in a few moments, I'll be back with some closing remarks. A number of years ago, I had the opportunity to go to the nation of Hungary, and the Berlin Wall had just fallen. And prior to that, I was preaching in Sweden. And a man from Hungary and his wife, a minister, came to Sweden to hear me and to ask me to help them get faith-building material into their country. Now, at this time, uh, at this particular time, uh, communism was still reigning in uh, that country and all over Europe. Soviet Union, so forth. And uh, to get faith-building material into Hungary, you had to smuggle it in. This man had already been to prison three times for preaching the gospel in Hungary. And, and when they would let him out, uh, he'd start preaching again. And of course, now they're kind of keeping an eye on him because they know this guy's not going to stop preaching. And every time they find out where he's holding meetings, they arrest him and put him back in prison. And so when he, he got out, and he's telling me this, he said, uh, when they released me the last time, he said, I couldn't announce where we were going to have services because if they got word of it, they put me in prison again. So he said, I told two people that were close associates or people that, that worked with him. He said, I told two people where we're going to have a meeting. And he said, and you spread the word for everybody to just pray in the Holy Ghost and God will reveal to them where we're having the meeting. Because they couldn't announce where they're having the meeting. Because if they got word of it, the authorities would be there, arrest him and put him back in prison. 
So if you wanted to come to a church service during those days, and I'm talking about a Holy Ghost meeting, because he's a Holy Ghost preacher, praise God. If you wanted to come to his meetings, come to his church, which was underground church, you had to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit and find out from the Holy Ghost where you would meet. I thought after he told me that, if that was to happen in America, nobody would show up. If everybody had to pray in the Holy Ghost to find out where the meeting is, it'd just be the pastor and his wife. Moving right along. But he'd have a house full of people. I mean, they'd pack it out. And so he came and said, I need for you to help me get some faith building material into Hungary. But now the Berlin Wall fell and uh, uh, they weren't as strict about preaching the gospel in there as they had been. So I agreed to come and I didn't have any idea how many people would show up. I didn't know if I was going to be preaching to a, uh, just a, a living room full of people. I didn't know if I was going to be preaching to, you know, maybe a couple of hundred people. I had no idea. But just before I left, Carolyn Rattan, who worked for me for, what, nearly 30 years, 25 years, Carolyn found out that after the Berlin Wall fell, the mayor uh, in, in Budapest, Hungary, had entered into a relationship with the mayor in Fort Worth. And he was asking the mayor in Fort Worth to teach him how to operate as a democracy in Amsterdam. So they had a relationship. And Carolyn found this out. I don't know how she found it out, but she found it out. And so she contacted the mayor's office. It's not the current mayor, but the mayor that was in office at those, in those days. And she contacted the mayor's office and said, uh, Dr. Savell is going to Budapest. Would you be interested in him being a courier? And would you like to send something to the mayor in Budapest through Dr. Savell. So I became an official courier <laughs> with a document from the mayor of Fort Worth. Not only that, but he contacted the mayor in Budapest and let him know I was coming. And I had a special document for him. Well, then the mayor began to broadcast the meetings. When I got to Budapest, Hungary, when I landed there, now in Europe, Every telephone pole becomes a billboard. Yes. Isn't that right? I mean, uh, every, every uh, column on a building becomes a billboard. When I left the airport, I saw my picture all over the city on telephone poles, on, on uh, columns and buildings. And I didn't know what it was saying because it's in Hungarian. And it had my picture. And then it, it said, it used the word hit, H-I-T. And it had something else. The only word I could make out was hit, H-I-T. And so I asked my driver, I said, what is, the, what is that under my picture? He said, the hit man is coming to Budapest. <laughs> and then I found out that hit in Hungarian is faith. Yeah. Amen. So the faith man is coming to Budapest. Amen. So I was the hit man in Budapest, praise God. And then right under my picture was Fats Domino. And Fats Domino was doing a, a concert in Budapest. And so me and Fats were invading 
you know, you could say uh, Fats and Skinny was invading <laughs> Budapest. Praise God. I thought that's really interesting. And then they took me directly to the mayor's office. When I, I didn't even get to the hotel first, went to the mayor's office. And uh, so I gave him what was presented to me from the mayor of Fort Worth. And he read it and so forth. And he said, we have been promoting your meeting here. And uh, we're expecting a great crowd. And then he asked me this question. He said, could you explain to me why you have such joy? I said, yes, sir, I can explain that to you. It's because of Jesus. Now, you have to understand, this nation has lived in oppression, just like all the other communist nations. They've been lied to for years and years and years that God didn't exist. And they saw this joy on me. And he said, would you explain to me why you have such joy? I said, it's because of Jesus. And uh, so he said, I'll be in the meeting tonight. So we went to the hotel and then when we got ready to go to the meeting, I asked the pastor, I said, where is the meeting going to be held? He said, the sports arena. I said, the sports arena? He said, yes, there will be 13,000 people there. When I walked in that arena, and it still brings tears to my eyes to this day, and saw 13,000 people packed in that arena, wanting to hear many of them, most of them, for the very first time, Jesus. That God was not dead, God is alive. Hallelujah. When I, when I, when I walked out there and they turned it over to me, I couldn't hold back the tears. I, I had to say, excuse me, and I had to walk back behind the curtain and I couldn't control the tears. And finally, I came back out there and I began to preach Jesus. The Bible says, uh, Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And I took that very verse and just preached Christ unto them. And in a few moments, people started jumping out of the top level onto the main floor and running to the front to receive Christ. When I actually gave the invitation, now I hadn't given the invitation yet. They started jumping out of the top section onto the main floor and running to the front. And when I finally gave the invitation, it looked like all 13,000 of them tried to come forward. It was amazing. Amen. What was happening? The glory of the Lord was being seen upon me and God was using it as an attraction, an attention getter. The mayor came to uh, the room that they had me in, like a speaker's room after the service. And he said to me, he said, uh, and, and one of the uh, uh, people that was in charge of the media came to the room and he said, we didn't explain, uh, we didn't understand what you meant when you told us at the beginning that this joy came from Jesus, but we understand it now. Yeah. Amen. And they wrote beautiful articles in the newspaper about the meeting. Well, Buddy Harrison had gone with me and Buddy was always amazing in teaching on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so the next morning we invited everybody that could come to come and hear Buddy Harrison talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. There were over a thousand people got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, just as quick as Buddy prayed, they began to speak in tongues. Amen. Well, then they asked me to come back. And so I came back a few years later. And by this time, this is now a full-fledged, right in the open, in-your-face church in Budapest, Hungary. And I preached 
three morning services with 5,000 people in each service. Hallelujah. And boy, I'm telling you, the anointing of God hit that place. It was absolutely amazing. Amen. Well, I began to see just a glimpse of where God's taking this thing. Amen. He said, the glory will be seen upon us. And when will it be seen upon us? When will it intensify? When the world is in its darkest hour. Amen. I like to say it this way. When the world gets darker and darker, the church is going to get brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Say, I'm part of the church. I'm going to get brighter and brighter. Amen. So we've been talking about going to the next level, going to a higher level. Praise God. So once again, Ezekiel 37, 14 says, and I shall put my spirit in you. And where the spirit is, the power of God is. Where the Holy Spirit is, the power of God also resides there. And he says, you will receive power and you shall be my witness. And once again, a witness implies those whose lives and actions testify to the fact that Jesus is alive, that they have experienced his power. They have experienced his goodness. They have experienced his presence and they're able to display it as well. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. It also implies when you are a witness that you are one who can solemnly affirm that Jesus is indeed alive and your witness will be used to attract others. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I was created for his glory. glory. Tell somebody next to you, I was created for his glory. I I was reading a book not too long ago and this gentleman made some interesting comments and I, I borrowed them and I want to share them with you right now, just right out of my notes. Generally speaking, people tend to respond to signs, wonders, and miracles. And that's all involved in displaying his glory. Acts chapter eight, verse six says, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Notice it wasn't just the good preaching that attracted them. It was the good preaching along with the miracles that attracted them. Amen. Good preaching, praise God, will... We, we'll never uh, reach a place where we can't, uh, we, we don't want good preaching anymore. But good preaching should be accompanied with signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? The Bible says in the 16th chapter of Mark that they went forth preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Jesus told the disciples, go preach, go teach and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out the devil and and cleanse the leper. So notice the assignment was not just to preach, but to demonstrate the power, demonstrate the glory, and it will become a great attention getter. Brother Hagin used to say that healing and signs and wonders and miracles, God uses like a dinner bell. Amen. Letting people know it's ready. Hallelujah. Amen. The dinner bell. Hold your hand up and say, we need more dinner bells in our services. Amen. Praise God. And you were created 
God says you were created for his glory. Now, I want you to go with me uh, to the book of Acts chapter 2 <clears throat> and read something there. And while you're turning there, this gentleman said this. If you study church history, you'll find that during the first three centuries, it is obvious that the Holy Spirit empowered believers to perform signs, wonders, and miracles. And because of this, it became the single greatest factor contributing to the rapid growth of the Christian church. That's during the first three centuries. Now, the Bible says in Acts 2, 47, the Lord added to the church daily. The message translation says, people in general liked what they saw. Notice it didn't say liked what they heard. Well, apparently they liked what they heard, but they also liked what they saw. Amen. How many services do we have today where people walk out saying, boy, I liked what I saw. Well, what did they see? Did they see anything? <laughs> did they see anything? Sometimes we settle for three points and a poem and a benediction and an offering. And we'll see you again next week. The Bible said in the message translation, people in general liked what they saw and every day their numbers grew. Hallelujah. Mass conversions, which were directly attributed to the miracles that took place, caused the church to reach 5 million people within the first three centuries. First three centuries, five million people were attracted to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's still a lot of people out there that have not heard yet. Amen. You know, uh, Joe and Eric uh, uh, left, when was it? Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, they left for Ethiopia and uh, to do a graduation service for our Bible school and and also to have a pastor seminar, minister seminar. They're expecting up into thousands of, of ministers to, to be there. Amen. And, and I know Joe. Joe's been working for me, working with me for 35 years or 38 years, something like that. And, uh, uh, you know, Joe is a, a, a wonderful minister of the gospel, but he's very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I, I, he texts me, uh, when they got to Dubai and then they were getting ready to catch their next flight on into Ethiopia. And he texted me and said, we're here safely and it's two o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep. And, uh, and I, I, I texted him back and I said, uh, I'm praising God for you guys and I'm praising God that you're fulfilling the assignment that God's given you. And, I, and I'm decreeing over you that you were created for signs and wonders and miracles. And God is going to show you his glory Amen. all over Ethiopia. Praise God. Amen. God's going to show you his glory. You know, Joe and I've been traveling to Africa and all over the world, but particularly Africa since the early seventies. And uh, every time we've gone, we've seen signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. Well, what am I doing? I'm shining. I say, I'm shining, praise God. I'm, I was shining bright in Cuba. I shined bright in Puerto Rico the other day, didn't we? Went over there with Pastor Jose and his family and, and of course, uh, going downtown one day and, and having lunch. Uh, 
I was amazed at all the buildings that were closed, uh, that, that are not even occupied because of that terrible uh, hurricane that hit the island a short time ago, a few years ago. And they don't have the money to redo it. Uh, some of it, I don't know what they'll do. Some of it, I guess eventually they'll just tear it down. I don't know. But being over there and being with people that are so hungry, Jose has a church over there. He has a church in Florida, has a church over there. And of course, he and his wife were, were raised there. And, and uh, uh, I was just so overwhelmed by the goodness of God and how hungry the people were. Amen. Uh, Jose has already asked me, uh, when are you coming back? Oh yeah, I'm coming back. You can count on that, praise God. I'm in my element when I'm in places like that. I like to shine. I say, I like to shine, praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, am I shining? (laughs) Praise God. We were created for his glory. We were created for his glory. So once again, the message translation in Acts 2.47 says, people in general liked what they saw. Every day, their number grew. Amen. Mark 16, 17, and 20. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And it says, they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. For the most part, people embraced their message because of the influence of miracles. Amen. It's wonderful to preach good sermons. Wonderful to preach great sermons. I've been known to preach a few. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of you in here have been known to preach a few great sermons. I I heard Brother Copeland say something the other day when we were flying back from Detroit just a few days ago. He was talking about, uh, he's about to record. Now, Brother Copeland will be 83 years old in December, and he's about to record a new album. (laughs) And his voice is just as strong as it's ever been. And he decided when Andre Crouch went home to be with the Lord, he had an opportunity to speak to Andre just before he left. And he said, Andre, I know you're headed for heaven. And he said, I just want you to know, the Lord told me to tell you this. They're singing your songs in heaven. Because many of Andre's songs, I mean, they went worldwide. They're anthems. And, and the Lord told Brother Copeland, he said, tell Andre when he gets to heaven, he'll be hearing the angels sing his songs. When I get to heaven, I'm going to tell the apostle Paul, I preached all your sermons. And I'm hoping that he'll say, and I've preached a few years too since I've been here, praise God. Amen. You don't think we're just going to sit in heaven and pick guitars and flap wings, do you? No. We're going to have church when we get to heaven, praise God. Can you imagine our special guest, Jesus himself? Hallelujah. Boy, won't that, won't that be a sermon, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, While we're waiting to go, let's shine while we're down here. Can you say amen? What if something you are doing or not doing is limiting God's power in your life? You can break free from the unseen limits holding you back and begin to experience the life you are created to live. 
In today's special Unlimited God Package, you'll receive Jerry's revealing three-part CD series, Making Room for His Glory, and Jerry's inspiring book, No Boundaries. In this special offer, you'll discover the vital steps you must take for God's glory to manifest and how you can rise above every adversity. Your faith will increase as Jerry teaches you how the undeniable presence of God will empower you to live victoriously. Don't wait. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Unlimited God Special Package. You have been created to live life more abundantly. Now is the time to dream bigger, go further, and receive more of God's blessings than ever before. Did you receive from the Word of God today? I trust that you did. And I want to remind you of what Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 18 says. It says that we were created for signs and wonders. You and I were created for signs and wonders, not only to experience them in our own lives, but praise God, we were created by God to be vehicles or vessels for signs and wonders in the earth. God wants to use you. He wants to use your life. He wants the manifested presence of God to be experienced not only by you, but by others. Every person that comes in contact with you, they should see something different about you, see something on you that perhaps they don't have in their life, and it becomes an attraction. I believe as we begin to, be, to believe and to expect God's glory to manifest in our lives in greater ways, we're going to see more and more people come to Christ. More of your family members. Don't ever give up on your family members. God wants them to come into the kingdom just like He wanted you to come into the kingdom. So don't give up on them, but just stay in the presence of God as much as possible. And sometime, at some point, they're going to see something on you and in you that they're going to want themselves. So the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. That's what the book of Isaiah says. Once again, our special resource package this week, three CDs, Making Room for His Glory. This will show you how that you can position yourselves to experience the glory of God in a more meaningful way, a more powerful way. And then right along with it, my book entitled No Boundaries, The Glory of God Has No Limits. You need to understand that. You need to begin to take the limits off God. God wants to do some big things in your life. You say, well, Brother Jerry, I'm just a housewife. I'm just a mechanic. I'm just the little guy. You know, no, no, no. God considers you one of his children. You're just as important as I am or anybody else. And God wants to use you. He wants his glory to be seen upon you. He wants to manifest his power in your life. He wants to you to experience more and more of his goodness. And you know, if you are experiencing more and more of his goodness, then it's highly probable you're going to tell somebody about it. And if they don't know Christ, then it's certainly probable that they're going to want to know him because they see the good things that are taking place in your life. So place your order right now for these resources. Uh, you can go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or the information will be on your screen right now. And once again, I want to encourage you to uh, uh, stay in touch with us through social media. 
All those tools are available. And partners, thank you for helping me win souls. Thank you for helping me get the Word of God into people that may in no other way hear it. And thank God for you helping me in bringing the message of healing and deliverance across the world. Thank you once again for joining me. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. <laughs> 